Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello, Koshi here. Before we get into this episode of The Call, I've got a favor to ask. The bigger the Ausbiz audience, the more we can invest in great content and keep providing quality investment ideas to you for free. If you could just take a minute of your time to leave a review of the call in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help keep our tribe growing. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the call. Hello, welcome back to Ausbiz. This is the call. We look at 10 stocks that you suggest plus a stock of the day. Uh, we put them to our two experts uh, for their adjudication. What a Monday it is. Let's get straight into it. Mate, the and Darren from Deep Data Analytics. Mate, then how are you? Good welcome. Uh, Gaurav Sodi from Intelligent Investor. Gaurav, Good uh, you two always have a lot to say, so we're not going to waste any time whatsoever. Mason, inflation. Yes. Uh, our inflation figures coming out later Well, this week, uh, the US it? one coming out in a couple of days. Yep. Um, it's massive. Uh, I think the market will have huge implications for markets. Uh, Janet Yellen barely mentioned that interest rate might actually go towards normality when multiples are this high. She did say actually, that. Yeah, and then the market uh, crapped itself. Right. And then within a couple of hours, she got a lot of phone calls, so she backtracked right. and said, oh, I'm not saying, I'm telling the Fed to do this. Right. Uh, but my guess is she's taking the pressure off Jerome Powell. Inevitably, wow. he has to. Look at the wording uh, from US Fed to RBA have changed their wording from no rate rises for two to three years to unlikely to have a rate rise in two to three years. Oh, are you getting too picky on yeah, that? Yeah, oh, it does sound a bit Well, like let's it. put it this way. Yeah. That's what happens because the first step you've got to do is taper QE. Yeah. The mm. second step is to start talking about rate rises. Canada has started to taper QE. A few um, North European countries are starting to talk about that. Uh, Inevitably, you have to go down that path. Copper okay. is at all-time high. Oil's running, even though there's more supply coming. Uh, now, the chart I brought up is, we were talking about this inflation picking up in yeah. um, China. That was a main indicator for us because that's the input cost for most, yeah. because it's the dominant manufacturer. Oh, yes. that's a good so point. The, the blue line, the last couple of data points, as you can see, it's gone vertical. Yeah. So. Um, you know, Grav was indicating that wages were rising in China and that should be flowing through. And yes, we are seeing that. So the inflation surprise indicator is picking up and picking up fast. So this is telling us when Chinese inflation is going up after the fact that the US and European has already run, there's going to be more inflation coming. Okay, now, everyone is assuming you'll get, it's a consensus view that growth rates pop up for the first two quarters. And then the consensus view is settles back down to normal. <clears throat> and everyone expected the same thing with inflation. I beg to differ. I think all the data is telling you inflation is going to remain a lot higher. And given the patchiness of the economy, the central banks and the governments will be continuing to print money. And the biggest player here, and everyone's talking about uh, commodity super cycle, it's actually, it's a stimulus super cycle. We are not going to stop for providing stimulus. We're just gonna repackage it in different, different terms. 
It's yeah. not JobKeeper, but it's a handout, whatever. But uh, there's going to be more and more stimulus coming because the economy is still patchy. As in the, the biggest problem is in the US, they will keep printing and they will be sending out checks okay. a quarter. And the US uh, uh, different payroll figures over the weekend were very disappointing. Shocking. It was um, shocking. Uh, here though, in Australia, God, job vacancies, yeah. so people can't buy and work. It's actually we, held we've up. We've got this massive sort yeah. of another stimulus called infrastructure That's spending right. coming in the budget. It, it's, it's held up a lot better than what most people think. But yeah. the, the biggest problem for us is we're all sitting on asset bubbles and the banks are the lender. Yeah. And the banks, Aussie banks, get 30 to 40% of their funding globally. If the global funding costs rise, okay. it goes everywhere. All right. So and when do our going. interest rates move up? Well, I think the second half of, well, they're already putting up fixed rates. I think yeah. second half of this year, variable rates will be out of sight for rise coming. Okay. Look, all, all this stuff is a little bit uh, beyond me. I'm just a simple business analyst. <laughs> but for but. me... <laughs> <laughs> Always follow with a but. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, it does highlight the absurdity of the official inflation numbers. Yeah. We all go to the shops and buy things and send our kids to school, and we all know that prices are rising. And mm. if anyone believes this zero to two percent inflation that's been printed, if I would go back and say yeah. since the GFC, those inflation numbers are fiction. There's yeah. no, and you can see it in every asset class. Um, but take but they, art, they chuck in tech though, which is not an every, yeah. everyday uh, purchase. Yep. Uh, which has been dropping in price, and that brings the overall down. Yeah. So, so it's a, it is, I agree. And you, and you can so, see the, the real results in every asset class, from, from comic books to cars yeah. uh, to collectibles, stamps. Um, any, any asset class in the world over the last 10 years has been rising dramatically, yeah. and somehow inflation hasn't moved. I, in, I, I the, think the uh, classification of core yeah. inflation, which yeah. is what they rely on, has over the last 30 years is actually nothing like what it was 30 years ago because oh, gradually they remove anything they removed that anything. moves. Yeah. Oh, right. So it's okay. actually down to the point where things can barely move. Yeah. Now, yeah. if this moves, yeah. you can't really do anything because they've removed everything. I mean, yeah. the average food price, I think the simple standard was, I always look at the uh, Woolies steak and yeah. they had rump steak, 300 grams, estimate 300 grams, is $10, now it's eleven fifty. Right. Okay. There you go. Making right. your decisions there on the go. price of Nathan, rump steak. Exactly right. That's it. <laughs> we do sausages. <laughs> yeah. Nathan does rump steak. Um, all right. Let's keep moving. Before we get onto our stock of the day, though, mm. AT, A2 Milk, been a favourite mm. here on the call for a long time. The whole China story absolutely smashed today on those that disappointing announcement. Very disappointing. Um, you'd want to be really careful. This is not an opportunity. This is not the time to be right. wading in. Absolutely not. This is increasingly looking like a broken business model to me. Right. Um, now, last time I was on the show, not with you, Nathan, I cheated on you and went with someone else. Apologies. <laughs> I was thinking of you the whole time. <laughs> That's what they all say. Um, we, we talked about A2 Milk yeah. and um, both of us at the time agreed that in China, the view of foreign brands has changed from being premium um, to being ordinary. And, yeah. the, and, the, and the high prices attracted to foreign, foreign brands across the board from sneakers, shoes, wine, brandy, toys, across across the board has actually yeah. been reducing. And, and I think this is a permanent change in Chinese perceptions and domestic firms are now far more competitive and far more able to charge higher prices. And they've got the quality as well. It's right. changed. Yeah, yeah. look, we've, we've been, we've, we were in it. Uh, we got out middle of last year when they got rid of the CEO. Yeah. So I think it was 19 bucks. 
um, and it's just gone downgrade, 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 downgrade. Yeah. You just don't get in till your first upgrade. And this thing grabs right. Uh, it's just as simple as there's geopolitics. They go channels not there. You just don't have anything. And you can clearly see they've almost given up on the Chinese market. They're trying yeah. to expand other markets. There is no other market that's going to provide the margin that the Chinese provide. Simple as that. So if that market is not there, this is not a high growth stock. Yeah. If it's not a high growth stock, it looks expensive even mm. now. So this is the problem. The, I know people are trying to pick the turn in the China story. Yeah. I think this will, I mean, we've heard it from a number of senior ministers, ex-ministers. It's going to take time. Yeah. It'll yeah. take time. And yeah, you just agreed. don't know when it is. And okay. this has come back. I actually think this is left field one. Just reminds me so much of what happened with Bellamy's. Mm. This uh, is going to get slaughtered. And again, I think it'll be a takeover. Yes, I agree. But it'll be a takeover maybe at a lower price because mm. it keeps going lower for another three, four months. Someone comes a low ball bid at five bucks. Yeah. And what do you do? You get yeah. out. Yeah. So okay. it could happen. Speaking of takeover, our stock of the day, Star Entertainment lobbying a $12 billion merger proposal with James Packard's Crown Resorts. Offer contemplates a share exchange ratio of 2.68 star shares for every crown share or a cash alternative of $12.50 for 40% of the company. Nathan, what do you think of the offer? Um, does it benefit star at all? Yeah, it's always better to have multiple dance partners. In a, in a bidding war, you always love to have more than one. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, it's probably been the best for crown. It makes sense in the logic that um, you know, no one ever allows you to, you know, think about the banks. No one ever allows you to merge unless the, you know, there's yeah. a mess and yeah. it, you reduce risk. Casinos are a mess and this will reduce risk. So, you know, this is probably an opportunity. Um, smart play, not really something that I wasn't expecting. I thought that it will happen eventually. Uh, private equity is in play trying to steal the assets, so why not? Um, and it makes sense for them because they can, you know, reduce, get rid of one of the assets, reduce down, be a much more efficient, get more customers. Yeah, it makes sense. I would think regulatory problems are going to still play out. Um, so private equity might pick up pieces if that happens. Um, but it's a tough one. But, you know, if they merge, it does become an interesting piece. Mm. So it's okay. I wouldn't look at it beforehand, but if they merge, then it is definitely interesting. Okay, so you'd watch it yeah. going forward. Look, this has been an amazing tale. We actually bought both businesses during the pandemic. Um, last year and we did it without any nervousness um, this is one of the easier things we, we bought mm. because these are great assets and yeah. when the when and, and there's a long history of casinos going through um, panics crashes <laughs> mm -hmm. and all sorts of mayhem and coming out okay on the other side as long as you have a good strong underlying asset we certainly didn't foresee any of the stuff with crown that was a big shock um, but again they have they hold two amazing assets and I think a takeover was always likely. This actually works really well. It gives Star access to every major capital city in Australia. Huge advantage when they're bringing in um, big rollers from overseas. Yeah. And um, I think it also smooths over a lot of the regulatory problems that Crown is being is is facing. Yeah. Um, price is not all that cheap, actually. So I think right. this should be taken quite seriously by the Crown board and would create a much stronger business. As shareholders of both, I'm pretty pleased about the okay. idea of both of them merging together. So would you get in to be part of it now or just wait to see how it pans out if you weren't a shareholder at the moment? If I weren't a shareholder, um, I still think Crown is in play. These are attractive mm -hmm. assets. There's plenty of bidders who might want okay. a, a piece of them. You, remember, you need a license to 
um, yeah. operate here. It's very yeah. difficult, and and the Melbourne casino in particular mm. is a um, is a terrific pile of money waiting to be yeah. taken. This, it's, this it's wonderful be a, there's just on the pure property play off them getting well, one, keeping well. one yeah, and yeah. selling the other one. It's just, mm. I mean, it is what the private equity would be looking at, going, geez, that's there, there is a property play here. You can yeah. divest the property out. So okay. there's definitely play there. All right, let's get into uh, the stocks that you suggested we take a look at today. And Ross uh, Gorab wants a view on Blue Scope Steel. Mm. Oh, I was dreading this one. I must say, Nathan <laughs> has been on the money on Blue Scope Steel for years, and I've been wrong about it for years. And I fear this conversation Someone is going to end this? the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Someone record this? Yeah, because it's not a business I'm all that interested in, even though looking at the numbers, um, and the, ch- the chart will tell you what the numbers tell you, and that is that it's actually performed reasonably well. I was quite shocked at the relatively high returns on capital for a business that you traditionally assume is a lousy quality business. Yeah. I, I think um, what's happening here is they have a couple of business units inside Blue Scope Steel, which are actually very good. Management's been outstanding, of course, since the, the big turnaround from years ago. Um, and I'm just, um, I guess I'm just dirty that I didn't pick it and Nathan did. Um, <laughs> Sort of Color Bond is the star of it, is it? Color Bond is the star. There's a there's an American um, business as well mm. that um, generates pretty good in returns, that quite, quite a bit. And, and they have, yeah. And I and I think there's still it looks like there's still room to improve returns from that business mm. as well. So this right. may not be the end of it, but I have to say, for me, this is a difficult business. I don't quite understand it. Uh, I can see that it's well managed. I don't understand the price cycles all that well, and it is cyclical. Um, it looks as though we're coming to the, at the beginning of a, quite a big um, building cycle. So yeah. th- I still think it doesn't look overly expensive on the numbers. If this is kind of your jam, um, and I'd be interested to hear Nathan's view on this. He's got a good record on it. But for me, this is probably not my style and I would no. just avoid it. Um, mm. Look, we've, we've been positive for a while um, and that turnaround steel um, prices took off and yeah. we followed that. Um, Blue Scope was the first one because the higher quality one. Sims is the next one. You know when Sims is running, it's a dog. Yeah, that's um, right. When, when dogs, Sims is running. Yeah. When dogs are barking, the sector is looking you know, phenomenally yeah. well. Yeah. Now, Sims is another one like uh, QBE. I know Grove hates this, but when you yes, go I single do. digit, you buy it yeah. because it always looks ugly. Yeah. And then something turns around and then it goes bang. And this thing bottomed, I think it was about $8, $9. Sims is now 18 yeah. um, So there's the moves in these things, and that's the beauty of This is why we've been big fans of resource mining, steel and all of this since middle of last year because the the return you get the risk return is phenomenally high and it was really cheap and so the turnaround has been massive um, i look i have to agree it's very hard to get into steel right now because they've outperformed so much yeah uh, but the macro is still very positive mm. i mean the, the whole iron ore play is on the back of what's happening mm. in steel mm. steel is pulling oh. every you know every man and his dog with it and steel is still That's moving cool. higher it's yeah. uh, Phenomenally. I mean, we're talking about five, six year high on the steel yeah. uh, prices. So they are doing well and the macro is still holding up quite well. The, China just came out of the uh, holiday period and iron ore went from 180, 190 yeah, to 210, 220. Yeah. And, and you go, damn. Um, and I thought that was expensive before. Yeah. But so the, the problem here is, is the other part of it is what's happening in the currency market. Yeah. So this is a massive, you know, drop. Sorry the reaction to what's happening to the US dollar. So you've got depreciating US dollar pushing up commodity prices. Mm-hmm. So all guys, everyone's sitting there going, well, my currency is looking good because US dollars come back, but it could run up. So I might as well buy these things and stockpile it. So everyone is stockpiling a lot of commodities. Right. So commodity prices have gone berserk. Mm-hmm. And this is part of it. And steel is always going to be in play. So yeah, I look, 
I, I'm not chasing now, but if you're in it, I'm not selling yeah. either. I was at the footy with um, on the weekend with the, the boss of uh, Wyala still works. Mm. They're at capacity mm. at the moment. Yeah. Can't do any more. And they're looking to expand in the um, in the next six to 12 months. Wow. Just well, the other thing to remember is Mr. Forrest started talking about green steel, right? Yeah. He's got the input product. The thing yeah. that he needs is cheap energy. So I don't know, I'm, man. You only start talking about green steel when steel is near. I know, the I know. Top. But the, the reality is, mm. the thing about that, what he said, don't follow that per se, but what mm. he's saying is important because the outlook where the margins are, he's realized the guy who makes the milk is not making the money. The guy who makes the margin is the marketer. Yeah. So he doesn't want to just do iron ore. At some point, add on the steel. If they can get the renewable, you get bang on both sides. Yeah, he wants to do the next step in the process. Yeah. All right, um, there you go, Ross. Thanks for sending that in. Uh, Jim wants a view on Fleetwood, which oh. I don't think ever come up um, on the call before. Um, it deals in... Uh, um, in accommodation villages, uh, I get gather mining camp stuff. All the vision you see of Howard Springs, yeah. it's all that sort of accommodation. But then they they have distribution of recreational vehicle parts. They well, and accessories. They, 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 used, they used to have yeah. They used to have the uh, mini. What's the it's word? an it's an epilogue of an old strategy. Yeah. They used yeah, to yeah. sell RVs. Yeah, RVs, right. <laughs> yeah. and okay. they sold that business to yeah. um, out. Okay. Yeah. So, so now they're just in the exactly. And the other one, I think we're discussing mm. the other one as well. Yes. Tech Mill comes yeah. in as well with similar kind of play. Um, yeah. So this was one I was a big fan of because we knew mining was going to run. So we were looking at all the mining services. Yeah. And so the thing to look at in the mining services is look for the unique ones because if it's a standard one, there's going to be a lot of competition. If you go for the unique ones, they tend to hold on to their contract wins and win a few more. So ALS was one of them. Deck Mill was one. Fleetwood was one. We were looking at all these stocks and they've done well. Um, but again, everything has a but. Um, we've been following the CapEx cycle and the mining CapEx forecast have actually petered off. There's no, yeah. not too much growth in it. Mm. So this is a couple of months ago, we've, we kind of thought that we reached the peak in mining CapEx. So I don't think there's going to be too many contracts coming out. So most of these guys, you know, because in the good old days when truck drivers were earning $200,000, they were killing it in margin. But nowadays the margins are very tight, it's very competitive. So, you know, when CapEx starts to disappear, everyone gets into trouble. So the mining yeah. services, I think outlook is starting to crimp. And I think it gets into a bit tougher area. They've all had good runs, and Fleetwood's been one of them. Uh, I am impressed at how well they've turned that around, but uh, late to the game, I'm not chasing. Okay. Yeah, it's a business we know quite well, actually. Um, I used to own this years ago, and this was a early recommendation of intelligent investors years ago as well, and we did really well out of it, but the process was painful because we bought it post the mining collapse, and it took a long time for the business to recover. And Back then, the, 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 or even now, in fact, the crown jewel inside Fleetwood is the, um, they have two mining camps. Um, and, and mining camps are really useful. They're, they're collections mm. of sort of um, houses and facilities. And for fly-in, fly-out workers, that's where mining, mining companies send their workers to stay. And yep. they pay a fee to the village operator. Yep. And um, everyone is, is kind of happy. Oh, so the operator owns it rather Correct. than the mining company. It, it can the mining vary. mining company says, okay, can you come and build it for us and we'll pay it for you. It, it, can, it can vary. The model and varies. And in, in, in Fleetwood's case, both those uh, mining camps are owned and operated by Fleetwood. Right. And the, the best of them is, is Sea Ripple, which is in Caratha, and it services iron ore and um, 
LNG predominantly, uh-huh. and it is a ripper of an asset. It, it historically it's probably made ten times its mm-hmm. um, its construction cost back, maybe more than that over the years. Yeah. But it's very cyclical, and there's a tipping point. You need about sixty percent occupancy to cover the cost of chefs and cleaners and all that before you really start making money. Uh-huh. It's been a long time since they've been at that kind of occupancy level, but it's an asset with the potential for explosive cash flow generation. So it's always in the back of my mind every time I'm looking at Fleetwood, it, it, it can make, it can spit out a lot of cash uh-huh. under the right conditions. Now we bought this when management was um, was still enamored with RV manufacturing, and uh, and RVs are a terrible business. Yeah. You know there are more RV manufacturers in Melbourne than they are in all of the USA, yeah. and it's incredibly competitive, low margins. These guys were bleeding money on RVs, yeah. but making good ARV cash. ARV does all right though, does it? ARV is the maker of accessories. Right. These guys right. actually made the, the actual ah, camper vans. Okay, and the ARV trick. <clears throat> Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, and it's better yeah, to right. be the pimp. Pimp than technical term. Yes. And the key about um, the economics of caravan manufacture is that unlike car manufacturer, it's not automated. It's it's basically yeah. a bunch of tradies yeah. um, working on a production line. Yeah. It's very manual, in, manual, and that means even if you're a very large manufacturer, you don't get scale benefits. Right. So a, a backyard operator has the same cost base as you do, basically. Right. And so it's really hard to make money. Okay. They sold that business, and I think they're in the process of selling their accessory business. Mm. I think there's good value to be realized there. But what they are now is a maker of, um, of uh, quick-to-assemble buildings, uh, quick-to-assemble yeah. housing. They do housing. So they do buildings for education departments around yeah, the country. The demountables. The demountables. Yep. High quality, very quick. And yeah. you can actually build them to scale, so you get scale benefits as you get Nowadays, bigger. Nowadays, those things are very good quality. They, <coughs> they always are. look like fake houses that are very I good agree. houses. Well, they do so, a few yeah. houses yeah. as well. Oh, look, um, we've rambled on, so better get to the point here. But this is actually, I think it's now a better business than it has been at any mm. time of the last 10 okay. years. <coughs> Management's much better than it used to be. Um, I think it's maybe an average to slightly above average quality. So the price is probably mildly cheap from here. but. You know, I, I think you can do okay. I, I'm going to put it as a as a buy. Okay. But um, you'd have to be higher yeah. on the risk curve to okay. to want to buy it. I might be getting into uh, <coughs> quarantine. Oh, <laughs> there, there, there you go. Because That's a good idea. Uh, Howard Springs that everyone mm. talks about now that was built for Correct. all the Japanese yeah. workers yeah. building the LNG site in the mm. Northern Territory. So. Uh, it's pretty ritzy. It has its own cinemas and pools. And yeah, they're great. Well. I've yeah. been to a few mm. schools where. I didn't know it was a demandable type approach. Yeah. And then when you ask them, they go, oh, no, it is. And then you show the back and you go, wow. But from the front, it looks yeah, yeah. like an old house. Yeah, yeah they're quite good quality. Yeah. Different to the demandables that we grew up in. No, um, now, Patrick wants a view, Gaurav, on Schaefer Corporation. Mm. Patrick says it's a very interesting company. Looking at the past performance of the stock, still has a good portfolio of activities, <clears throat> doing well with their manufacturing business, their equity portfolio and their property portfolio. Obviously, Patrick's in the stock. <laughs> hmm. uh, the stock is still cheap, offers a decent dividend, which keeps increasing. Cheap because it's really gone under the radar. I looked at it. I don't think we've done this before either. Uh, industrial company engaging in automotive leather, hmm. paving, concrete and limestone product manufacture, and property leasing. Uh, share prices, earnings per share, 33% a year for five years. <clears throat> uh, interesting diversity portfolio of businesses it's in. Yeah, um, my, my thanks to Patrick. I've never heard of this company before. Yeah. And it was, as an analyst, really interesting to take a look at. I'm going to say up front that um, you can't, this is not the kind of business you can look at for 15 minutes and make a decision. Yep. This is incredibly complicated. 
And because they have a large property portfolio and two separate operating businesses, um, and there's they don't own 100% of those businesses either, yeah. the accounting is quite intense and right. you need to sit down and try and work it out. I would say that you can forget about the, the printed numbers, forget about the PE, because they recognise changes in the um, value of their uh, properties through the P&L, which means that ah. there's ah. Um, there's fluctuations in the accounting-derived profit yep, yep. that don't reflect changes in the right. business. So yep. forget about the PEs. Yep. But this generates a healthy level of cash. This is a much better business than I would have thought. Um, the, the, the main business here is they provide leather for cars, yeah. for car seats. They make the leather for, for car, for automotive seating. Yeah. And they do that globally. They've got factories around the world and they provide it around mm-hmm. the world. Okay. I would have thought that's a lousy industry, but they appear to be making reasonable returns on capital doing oh. this. And in, it's, it's got a long history of decent management and decent returns. The property portfolio is heavy in WA and big sites. Looks like it's it's a twenty dollar odd stock. I would, looks like about fifteen bucks worth of property in there, plus a decent leather business. I think the other businesses aren't very good, but this is interesting. Um, you could, you know, if you if you like your complex industrials, I think you can buy this pretty safely. There's a, a founder in charge with a big chunk of stock, but I will say that for me, I need to do a lot more. Liquid, well, possibly, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a lot more accounting work that you need yeah. to do because okay. when you have um, lots of hard assets. Run, uh, running through the P&L and then you've got two operating businesses. You just yeah. have to follow the accounts quite carefully yeah. um, to understand what's happening. And I haven't done that. But this is much better than I thought it was going to be, probably on the watch list. Okay. Yeah, I have to agree. I, I haven't heard of it before. So it's, mm. thank you because it's new things that you learn. Mm. Um, and it is, um, hey, it's interesting. The first thing, uh, Grub's right. I mean, there is something to be said about numbers. When you look at that number, you can actually see what it, it's, you know, on a reported basis, it's 9 PE. You straight away look at it and go, it's paying nearly 4% yield, Yeah, 9 PE. <laughs> What's that just does not stack up. Yeah. So something's missing. I mean, it's illiquid, but it's 300 mil market cap, mm. fair chunk of it held by a few people. Mm. But it's interesting. But look, the other thing you have to remember in this is the car thematic. Everything that's linked to car, and even this is if you're sitting and sneezing next to a car, it's gone up. Yeah. Everyone knows about it. So you're not, that thematic is already in the price because a lot of people are trying to find the edges of that thematic. Yep. Yeah. So be careful because that's But these guys, these guys remember are aligned to car production, not yeah. car sales. Yeah, exactly. Car production but has been a bit slow. So it has been, yeah. but yeah. everyone didn't care. They just bought it. So it's like lithium. You just look for the word lithium and everyone bought everything. <laughs> Those guys bought lithium that don't actually do anything with lithium. <laughs> so th- that's the kind of thematic that's played yeah. out. So I think it's definitely interesting, but it's you're right. It's, it's a complex beast. You have to actually go through the details. Mm. I don't think it's that easy. But look, the basics I can go through is they're on an upgrade cycle. They're doing well. They're managing well. Looks like a solid business. So, you know, all said and done, I'm, I'm, you know, I find it emotionally hard to buy something that's gone like that for that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, if you're holding it, I wouldn't sell it. Okay. They're executing. This okay. is, you know, they're doing well for what it is. And uh, it's only 300 mil market cap. It's actually, okay, the other thing to remember, if you can get those founding guys to sell some of that shares, this starts yeah, yeah. to look like an index stock. Yeah. Right. In in six months, if it makes the index, then all the fundies come in and buy. That's when you get the Gives real kick. More momentum. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you for bringing that up for us, Patrick. It's mm. um, really worth uh, looking at that one. Um, um, Nathan Adam wants to be on Goodman Group. Ah, simple. Uh, one of the top ten businesses in in the country, uh, hands yeah. down. Mm. But I'm not buying it. Uh, <laughs> it's, look, they're really, really, really good. 
they are one of the listed private equities, as we would put it. Yeah, in the um, property game. Exactly. Yeah. Um, commercial property, everyone knows about these things. They are the best and they do really well. And I don't have any problem with them. I just think everyone knows that and everyone's priced that in. Yeah. So what is your upside buying it here? Not a lot. Are they going to stuff it up? No, but you're looking for risk return. You want to make returns over the next 12 months. I don't think you're going to make much. Right. Yeah, this is an outstanding business, but I, I would caution that everyone knows i'm a bit concerned about the blind devotion to goodman yeah and um it does verge on that doesn't it It does yeah. almost like everyone did to magellan yeah yeah so sort of over the last couple of years uh, the difference uh, is that magellan yeah, is all right, right i don't want to open that can, can of worms but yeah the, the, the difference is magellan is a dead simple business and yeah. you you can take 20 minutes to analyze magellan right. yeah this is an incredibly complicated exactly. company and um it's part fund manager, part developer, part property owner, part REIT, and all of those parts interact quite, in, um, don't always interact in concert with one another. To actually go through the accounts and follow revenue through is incredibly difficult. I, I find it analytically quite hard, quite a challenging stock. And so it worries me that um, a lot of people are buying it without actually doing the work on it. Yeah. That's, that's a warning sign usually on a stock. Um, this happens to be a high-quality business with an excellent manager in charge, but he blew himself up um, during the GFC. But to his credit, the lesson he's learned is not to take on debt. And this is one of the laziest balance sheets in the industry, you'll find. Uh-huh. He's very careful with balance sheet management. And I love the idea that that uh, the boss has learned lessons. I think that's really yep. important. I don't yeah, mind yeah, CEOs making mistakes. I actually yeah. like to see them make mistakes yeah. Yeah. and then do something differently next yeah. time. That's a really good okay. thing for me. So. Five six billion dollars worth of assets yeah, just right? before the pandemic. Yeah, just before, not because of the pandemic, because mm. the market was overpriced, yeah. leverage was They're in sharp. trouble. Mm. They deleveraged, wow. and I looked at that and said, mm. "I'm selling all property except goodness." Uh, <laughs> so this is a hard one. There's, yeah. I, I would, good. I would say hold here, yeah. Yeah. especially if you're a longer term investor. I think you'll do perfectly fine from today's price. Yeah. But there's a lot of heat in this stock, and and I, as I said, I'm concerned that, that people yep. aren't doing the work on what's a very complicated business. Okay, all right. Uh, Chris wants a view on Gold Road, a sort of mid-tier ah. gold producer. In, One of our favourites. Yeah. WA. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned it a, a few times. What do you think of of Gold Road? Yeah, I um, the Evolution Gold Road, and I would add Remelius. And yeah. so Nathan doesn't get upset. You can throw in Northern Star in there as well. <laughs> Those are, are your four gold. If you want to, if you're interested in gold, that's your little mini portfolio. And yeah. I think that is a great way to, if you want exposure to gold, yeah. those four stocks, and you'll be fine. Um, all of them are fantastic quality. Um, gold Road I like because I don't think the market quite understands um, the potential of its uh, of its assets. They're actually. This is not just a company that stumbled on a mine. They've actually stumbled on a completely new region of, of, uh, of gold where yeah. it's very lightly explored. They have a, um, a top-notch geological model of what's going on in this area. They understand the ground really well. And they sold um, a chunk of their operating mine to fund exploration on the rest of the dirt, which they own 100%. So oh, there's really big upside Yamana. here. Yamana, yes. That, yeah, Greenstone Belt. Greenstone Belt, yeah. 5,000 square kilometers. I think it's uh, maybe even bigger than that, but um, it's it's a huge area, and they know, you know, lots of people can boast of huge areas. That doesn't really matter, but they have an idea. They have a model of what's happening here. The model has been proven with the initial discovery, and I think the geology looks really interesting. Um, 
and I don't think the market has priced in success at all. This is valued for the for the um, for its produce, production asset, yep. but this is the rare case. I would never pay for exploration. This is a rare case where I think the exploration has genuine mm. upside, and even the pr producing asset, it's looking terrible at the moment because they're not really running at scale. They need to run their mills harder, and those costs should come all the way down. Okay. It's a very good um, mine they have over there, and it will spit out lots and lots of free cash flow. Okay. I would call this, um, yeah, after evolution, one of the best in the, in the sector. Oh, look, uh, you know, we're talking about inflation at the start of the uh, program, and gold is the, the hedge against that. And uh, Gold Road is one of the, I suppose, the mid-level players, one of the best at it. Um, you know, I would add, uh, I mean, Northern, Northern Star, I just can't see why people just don't buy it anyway. But it's, yeah. I mean, merging Samson well, and Northern Star, yeah. you know, it's just, just two big, great assets. Exactly. Yeah. And then you've got evolution, and then you go after the outside that Silver Lake, um, you know, Gold Road, um, Regis, they overpaid for the um, Tropicana asset, but still mm. market hammered for it. So you're actually getting a cheap play so that it, yeah. it still works out on the numbers. Um, and then you've got West Gold, which I think is a good high play. Mm. And again, this all of these guys don't have sovereign risk in gold miners. And they've got the protection yeah. that, you know, they, these guys, are, and we've talked about this before, they are being managed better than they've ever been managed. So the gold sector looks good. Okay, so this price Gold Road as well. Yeah. All right, let's recap the first five stocks. Uh, stock of the day, Star, um, a watch from both Maitan and Gaurav. Gaurav thinks there's still more to go in Crown. Uh, Blue Scope, a no. Uh, Fleetwood, a yes from Gaurav, no from Maitan. Both are watching uh, Schaefer, uh, which looks a really interesting stock. Thank you for suggesting that, putting it on our radar. Uh, Goodman, a hold from uh, both Maitan and Gaurav and Gold Road, a yes from both of them. Um, here at The Call, we've been tracking our own um, uh, fantasy portfolio since the 1st of July last year, thanks to our partner, Nab Trade. Any stocks that get two thumbs up, like Gold Road has just got, goes into the portfolio. If it comes up again, even if it's uh, um, with a different panel and doesn't get unanimous yes, it then comes out. Now let's take a look at how it's been performing for the week, down 1%, half a percent for the month, up 28.5% since the 1st of July. Uh, some of the stocks recently added. Uh, McMahon got two uh, thumbs up on Friday from the panel. Interesting. Stays oh, in yeah. the portfolio. Yeah. Uh, Beta Shares Climate Change ETF has gone in. Kodan. Oh, Kodan's in. Uh, I met the chairman of Kodan at yeah. the footy on oh. Saturday night. Really interesting bloke. I talked to him about the African village yeah. side yeah. of it. Yeah. You told me about it. He goes, Oh, how do you know about that? Yes, it is a drop. <laughs> so I had two really smart blokes told me about Silver Lake and oh, their Virgin Money and Star Farmer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, some good stuff there. Uh, I know that Virgin and Star Farmer. Star Farmer's amazing, you see. I think it's an yeah, impressive good. business. Interesting. Um, yeah. Okay, we should talk about it. All yeah. right, talk later. Uh, stocks, uh, stocks removed, Harvey Norman, Ancourt, Ewix and Shryro. You can see all the stocks in the calls portfolio. Uh, head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Uh, coming up in the next hour here at Osbiz, CEO of Alligator Energy, Greg Hall, as the company makes a partnership with uh, uh, uranium player Traxxas. Uh, that's coming up at 1.20. All right, let's get into the uh, second five stocks. And uh, Mason, Tom wants a view on Kogan, the online retailer. Yeah, the the I suppose the... The perfect summary of retail and online and the pandemic, <coughs> uh, the execution and how you don't need to actually execute. 
if you're in the right place, you get the benefit. He's a great marketer. I'll give yep, him that. Yep. Um, and he's he's done what he said he was going to do, and the market paid ridiculous prices for what it was, um, and got carried away. And he's gave them some shares and, yeah. and cashed yeah. out. So, well done. Um, I I think it's they've done as well as they could uh, in the time it was. Can they keep um, doing it? I doubt it. Uh, I mean, they're a good business. I just don't think they'll attract the multiples they did through that right. cycle. I think people got carried away paying the high multiple. Uh, I think it's okay, but this is the problem I think overall in retail. You've had 12 months of government handouts that's rampant consumer spending uh, that's gone to every part and the online guys have benefited the most out of it. And you know, Kogan's executed as well as you can expect them to execute. So um, are they going to get that going forward? I don't think so. I think it's gonna get tougher. Um, I think the retails, you know, this is a cyclical. So, you know, yeah. retail cycle goes up and then the retail cycle comes down and you buy them when they're down. You don't buy half. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> October. Yeah. And 25 it, bucks down to 10. Oh, wow. look, you know, is it, there was always an upgrade and then uh, there was a sheer sell down. Right. Uh, and the market just kept on buying it. Uh, you knew. I mean, but then it wasn't like he was trying to hide it. He was doing it. Yeah. And he did well. He executed. He did everything he said he was going to do. Just the market paid too much for it. So, I think it's in getting to that interesting level, but yeah. the only problem is I think the overall retail expectations are so high. I think yeah. the next 12 months, the cycle is going to get weaker and weaker. Right. And you can put that similar cycle with Temple and Webster. Yeah. Um, you can put Red, uh, was it Red Bubble. Red Bubble. There's yeah. been a few others that have gone through that space. Everyone's benefited and expectations are so high. So I'm not chasing any retail stock per se, especially right. not anything online because everyone's okay. already priced that. All right. Gaurav? This is actually harder than it appears to be. On the numbers alone, you'd have to say this looks interesting. Um, it's been tremendously successful. They've gone in five years. They've gone from making basically no money to to um, you know making loads of it. Um, yeah. Cash flow generation is really good. Um, but return on capital is really good. All the numbers look great. Um, but there are a few a few things to point out here. One is that. I think first of all, the problem I have is governance. I just could not, I couldn't buy this stock just on the governance failings alone. Yeah. The, the, the poor, the, the large sales of, of shares looked bad um, against the timing of those shares. Yeah. Um, some of the market announcements. So, the, so it's not that you begrudge founders. Of course not. No, cashing no, no. in, yeah. it's the way they did it. And they, it's, it's happened um, just before big share tumbles in the share price or before the release of bad news and it just doesn't look very good. Yeah. The immense um, uh, issue of options here is looks a bit uh, gratuitous as well and, and I don't like that. Um, so, so for the, the governance reasons alone, I probably wouldn't, would, would be very careful here. On the numbers, it looks interesting. The other thing to, to, be, to worry about is that, you know, Kogan is not really a retailer. It's a... It's a channel for other retailers it, yeah. to, to capture data, customers. It's a yeah. database. It? It, it's yeah. a database. Well, they yes. bought Dick Smith's catalog. Like yes. literally the database of clients. They didn't buy Dick Smith. They just bought the catalog of clients. Right, right. They've gone from selling um, electricals to furniture maker. There was a furniture maker I had of, uh, at Western Sydney. He bought that and then ran it through yeah. the channel. So they sell everything. And they're financial services. They're selling insurance. Like In fact, every... Every vertical they enter, um, they have um, what thirty odd verticals, and all of them are quite new. None of them are really their own, their own product. They are, are, are resellers, or or even more simply, they are just 
a distribution channel, a sales channel for someone else's product. Yeah. And that looks very attractive when it's all working. But I think over the long term, it's not a great place to be. You don't really own the customer. I think your proposition is a bit murky. No, I'm not, I question how much value you're really building over the long term mm -hmm. as just a simple channel. Okay. It's in the, the problem with, with um, online retail only is that it looks wonderful because you're not paying rent and your margins are high and, and your return on capital is high. But what, you, what it doesn't tell you is how difficult it is to attract customers all the time. And, and over sure. time, over time, the, those customer acquisition costs, um, they turn up and, and they make themselves known. And I, I wonder whether this model is, um, is strong enough to overcome the problems they're right. going to face with customer acquisition. Right. It's still a sell for me. I wouldn't be in there, but it, keep an eye on it. It, mm. it is interesting. Okay. All right, James wants a view, um, Gaurav, on Family Zone. This is mm. sort of a, 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 they call it a cybersecurity platform for your kids and families and also particularly schools that um, access the, the internet through this platform and parents have control of it and can monitor it. Um, what are the 135% growth in school contracts uh, for toward the um, March quarter, 137% mm. increase in the number of contracted students, so, um, and um, expanding in the US. Yeah, Nathan's gonna have more to say about this. He actually told me about this business long ago. Yeah. Um, and it, I must admit, it does look interesting. They are solving a legitimate problem, yeah. and um, they're, making, they're making traction. Their acquisition of customers is coming along really well. I think the way they're collecting customers is incredibly smart. They're going through schools yeah. and institutions, not just collecting individuals. Um, the pricing looks really good. It's just a very early stage business and you're paying yeah. a lot for not a lot of revenue. Right. I think the management here looks really good. Interesting idea, um, good execution so far. It's a bit early for me to, to be buying it, especially in this environment where yeah. tech is still hot but very shaky um yeah. <laughs> so I, I would add this on the watch list as a yep. is a, as a good good business a burgeoning business one that you want to keep an eye on um interested in nathan's views on it since he um he got there before me but yeah. an okay business yeah look uh, the reason i i was actually i'm one of those people when i try not to meet management because yeah. management ten, tends to um give me they're never going to tell you what's really happening yeah because it's not in their interest but this was one man, uh, management uh, CEO who was actually under being pushed to actually come up with you know stories to sell. Yeah. So why don't you push it because people aren't buying it? Um, yeah. uh, you know, you should get interest for the stock. And he didn't. He said, "No, I don't want to do that. I'll build a business, and then the investors will come." And I thought, mm, "Oh my God, that. this guy's doing tech and cyber tech, yeah, yeah. and he wants to actually build a business." <laughs> and I went, "I got to keep an eye on it." And and, and he did. He did exactly what he said. He went to the US and it took him time. Mm. And it was, well, it was about 10, 15 cents. And it's now 50 cents. Uh, look, you don't want to chase something that's gone three to five times in tech. Um, so I can understand where you're coming from. And mm. I wouldn't chase it today either. Right. Um, it'll probably come off with, with what's happening in the tech space. And I think it's, it's a really good story. They've taken advantage of the transition to stay, you know, studying from home the whole transition from selling through the school to the parents to the modules yeah. and so forth at yeah. a very relatively you know, decent cost. Really it works yeah. really well. Yeah, yeah. And he's all about the kids and the schools and the system. Good. And he's going through state by state. So I think, look, I think it's a great model. I love the management, which I very rarely use. Yeah. Um, and I think he's doing the right thing. And I think it's a long-term play. Um, 
do I want to buy it today? Probably not. I'd probably wait for a month or so, see what happens with inflation and what happens yep. to the techs. And once that dust settles, this is one of the mm, ones that I am okay. buying for the long term. Okay. All yeah, right. I think it's worthwhile. All right. Good rep there. Um, thank you, James, for that. Now, Maiton, Eleanor wants a view on Pointera. Um, sort of a bit like near map, isn't it? Um, um, share price has been up and down all over the place in the last three, three months or so. Uh, made an acquisition in the United States called Aerobont. Um, and they map using drones because I think we've talked about near yeah. map here with you two guys in the yeah. past and, and you've made the point the biggest cost is getting the planes up to take all the yeah. photographs. Look, uh, it's an interesting area. Uh, I'm definitely yeah. interested. Um, it's just that I've been following near map for a very, very long time and it's taken a very, very long time to not to go too far. Um, so it, this is a market where um, the the techs that don't make a profit have done really, really well. Yeah. So you've already had that kind of uh, you know, optimism into the price, into all, all the techs. It's a tough place to be right now, mm. I think. I, I think you've you got to be a bit careful where people have loved to buy the story. And I think it's a great story. Yeah. I think it's a very interesting space uh, overall in the whole 3D uh, mapping, data, uh, all of these things. Uh, I think it's a great space to be. But a lot of that's been priced in. Yeah. I think you've got to be careful what's happening in the overall macro in a reflation cycle. These companies that don't make profits, especially in the tech space, are going to hit by sentiment. Yeah. I think NASDAQ is, I can easily see that pulling back 20, 30% okay. in, in, in a right. very quick cycle. Right. So these guys will come back. Oh, it, it's one on my shopping list I want to own at some point, but I just don't want to pay up what, what they've got sure. right now. What's, what's the market cap at the moment? Um, I can tell you one sec. For me, this is um, the easiest sell on the list. This is... Yeah. Uh, Silly price, really. I, I don't understand what people. What, what the multiple. It's uh, three right. three eighty mil. Yeah, and what's the what's the revenue? Does no. it make any? No, it's no. Not. Oh well, well, it's, EPS is negative, so. Yeah, well, yeah. that would that's okay. okay. That's all right, but, yeah. they, but I don't think they generate much revenue either. Um, yeah, uh, this is it's early story, obvious. right? This is this a really is early story. You you've got to buy okay. the thematic. That's what I'm saying. But look at that. It's gone from. Well, two or four cents yeah. in June last I think year. There was a, if it gets back to four. There, there is a, a, a funky name attached to it. Um, I forgot who it was. And oh, was it? Was this a? Is this Slattery? Is this stock, a Bevan Slattery type? That's it. Oh, I did. Oh, is it? Oh, oh, I Slattery. Yeah. Right. Okay, so this is the one where. Um, uh, Gotham, can we go back to the one-year chart? <laughs> I remember this. You can now. see it there, can't oh, you? you can, yeah, <laughs> yeah, in the one year, you can actually. Mm. Right. So, uh, yeah. yeah. July. So five, yeah, exactly. Uh, August is when Be Bevan Slattery yeah, exactly. got involved. That's right. He just destroys share prices for all of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even think this is that interesting. Like there, yeah. there are a couple of Slattery stocks that I think I'm interested in. If the price was right, I wouldn't call this one of them. Yeah. So we've been super negative on um, near map for Yonks and yeah. and for the simple reason I, I can understand the attraction. We looked at it in the beginning as well because mm. we thought this is going to be. Um, a winners take all market. When you have aerial imaging, it kind of makes sense to have one yeah. map um, and then do updates on that map yeah. and not have lots and lots of competitors. So we thought this is a possibility. One firm could actually own the entire revenue opportunity here. Yeah. But when we looked at it, this is actually super competitive. And mm -hmm. the only advantage you really have, so Nemap did have an advantage at one time, and the advantage was um, its cameras were higher quality. It could zoom, it didn't have to make as many flights over. Yeah. Um, as its competitors, so it could do it cheaper and it could do it faster. But the only problem was that they made so much margin 
we figured out that the competitor with woeful camera technology could make multiple passes and still make 20% returns no, on capital. Okay. So right. if, with that kind of return on offer, you're going to invite lots of competition. And this, yep. this point error is the latest. There'll be more. Yep. I, I don't see what the advantage really is here. Everyone is vying for um, a, a piece of this and, and price seems to be no object. Okay. It's an easy sell. All right. Frank um, Gorab, what's your view on Field Solutions Group? This is a, a telco in regional and rural areas. Mm. Just won a, um, a contract with the government, $20 million government funding as part of their regional connectivity program fund mm. going forward. What do you think of Field? I've, Microcat. I've really never small. heard of this. Yeah. I think it's an $80 million business or yes. so. So the $20 million of government funding is remarkable. I think it's well yeah. over a year's worth of revenue. I don't even know how to treat that. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't capitalize that, would you? Is it repeatable? What yeah. are they? I, I don't know. But it's building five G in regional areas. Or something. Yeah, but it's it's doing so um, wirelessly. <coughs> and um, you know, I've looked at wireless businesses in the past. Spirit and Unity both used to be wireless telecom businesses before they morphed into what they are now. <coughs> and both of them found that wireless is an awful business. There's just no the product. First of all, is not very good compared to the substitutes. And you can't generate the density that you need. And, and telcos work when you have a piece of infrastructure and you can pile on lots and lots of users on that single piece yeah. of infrastructure. That's how TPG was built. That's how <clears throat> Unity is being built. Um, and there are countless others, other examples. These guys have a really strange model where they're into regional rural areas. They're doing um, infrastructure which is not very well scalable, so wireless infrastructure. It's yeah. absolutely necessary. It appears to be very well managed uh, and they are getting customer growth, but I can't see these guys ever being super profitable because their technology doesn't allow it and their marketing <coughs> doesn't allow okay. it. So, I mean, maybe no. there's something I'm missing here, but yeah. for me, that this Is doesn't seem opportunity. Anything, no, I mean, it, it was about four months ago, it was 20 million. Now it's 80 million. So uh, they are winning contracts and getting into the market. Mm. It is an area that needs a service, but where are you going to get? I think they get to a certain scale, their growth is going to be yeah. limited. Yeah. I just don't think stock. they can do yeah. too much. Uh, it's Again, it's, it's a stock I didn't know about, so it was actually, thanks for that, because um, mm. so I yeah. learned about a new stock. Mm. Uh, but uh, I just think the upside is limited. Uh, don't get carried away like this is suddenly going to become Telstra. Um, and or so, Aussie Broadband. Right? Yeah, yeah, or something like that. <laughs> so the, mm. the, the bang is, Grub's exactly right. Telcos are a really bad industry globally. And, but their real moneymaker is the fact that they can build a little thing and then try and bang a lot of people through it. Mm. So that's not going to be for these guys. So there's limited upside. But it's it's definitely interesting one I'm going to keep an eye on because I want to know if they're winning so many of these big money contracts. And this is, we're talking about four months ago, their market cap was the same amount mm. of money that they just yeah, won. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So why are they winning so much? I need to dig into that. But mm. uh, okay. yeah, it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, because... Governments want to put money into regional rural They want to areas. say that, well, they create jobs, right? Election yep, cycle. Exactly right. And a lot of those regions don't know how to spend it. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get on yes, the gravy train, yes. it's terrific. Fair enough. All right, uh, mate, we finish off with your old favourite, the ugly duckling that's turning into a swan. I think you referred to them last time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not QBE, though. Yeah, yeah, QBE. Yeah. Keeps uh, lots of you on QBE. Have uh, you changed or is it no, no, turning look. into a swan? Oh, they confirmed they were a swan. Uh, they put an upgrade through. Right. Uh, so, look, we knew the underlying dynamics have improved dramatically um, and for the whole insurance sector. And this is when even the dogs start to run, right? Yeah. And QB is definitely a dog. It used to be a market darling. It's gone through periods of belting. 
Yeah. And it's turning around. And their last update was confirming their dividends and pseudo upgrades. So right. I think it's doing well, the whole thematic. I mean, I'm still, I prefer IAG. I think it's yeah. still cheaper. It's a higher quality. But I think both of them play into it. I'm, yeah. I'm a buyer of both. I think the insurance sector is going to outperform through this reflation cycle. Okay. And I know Graham's just about to rip his own head off. Yeah. <laughs> Graham, what do you think? You know, if Nathan is blinded by love, I think I'm blinded by scorn. <laughs> I, I've, I've lost so much money on QB in the past. Yeah. And he's, that alone, he's literally I just, I, I the hair that he doesn't have on his head is falling off. <laughs> Investor remorse. Yeah. I, I've just learned firsthand what a lousy business insurance is. And, yep. I, you know, we've... we've all of us lost money on QBE thinking <laughs> yeah. it was the good quality business yeah. and it was cheap and it was well yeah. managed. And it turned out that it was awfully managed. It was a terrible quality business and it certainly wasn't cheap. And that's the trick of insurers. They are the greatest illusion box on the share market. No one knows what's going on inside these companies. They write these <laughs> opaque contracts here and there. Good. I, I challenge anyone to it, go through is, the accounting and, and understand what's happening. It is the Sims medal of insurance. <laughs> it's the Sims Medal of Insurance. I would rather buy Sims Medal than that. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's a huge call. I, I mean, think, well, I think you can safely. Down, yeah, I I'd rather buy Sims <laughs> than this. I think you could safely just, just remove QBE from your um, view and never look at from it memory. and you'll be fine as an investor. There is no reason to buy this stock. Okay, that would yeah. be a no. It's yep. a right. let's, uh, let's recap our final five stocks. Kogan a no. Uh, family Zone, a note from Nathan and um, uh, Gaurav will be watching it. Pointera, a watch from Nathan, uh, Gaurav's a sell on it. Um, Field are both going to watch it. Um, and QBE, a yes from Nathan, even though he prefers IAG in the insurance sector. Um, and Nathan would. Uh, Gorab would rather buy Sims or rip his head off. So <laughs> they're the two divergent views. So uh, Keith, make of that what you will. Um, so, but thank you for the suggestion. All right. Uh, so from today, we've got Family Zone come out of the calls portfolio. Oh, and yeah. um, that's all right. Don't feel bad. And Gold Road goes in. There you go. So uh, there you go. That's mm. good. All right, Grove Sadie from Intelligent Investor. Always great to have you on here. Thanks, Thank David. you, Thanks, Nathan. Me. Always good to have <laughs> yeah. you as well. A <laughs> dynamic duo, that's for sure, on the call today. Um, if you've got any stocks that you want our expert panels to take a look at, uh, flick us an email, the call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. All the stocks in the calls port fantasy portfolio, head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. And if you want to wrap up of the day in business markets, all the news that's happening, subscribe to the newsletter. You get Scuddy's view, you get the CO, a link to the CO Big podcast, Close of Business podcast, and links to all the most popular interviews and videos from the day. Uh, you can scribe osbiz.co forward slash COB. Our Startup Daily Show coming up at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern. That's a show that talks all about scale-up, startup, private equity, venture capital. Today, the team are joined by the founder of ClayMap, uh, Tim Langford, as he launches a $250,000 seed raise. That's coming up on the Startup Daily Show for ClayMap. A uh, lot happening this afternoon, a barrage of uh, news coming out, all be analysed here. Uh, don't go away, back after the break.
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.